Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. For more information, please call 234-803-481-0869 or for free audio downloads, kindly visit www.davidogaga.org So Moses face to face. So the person is not saying there's a contradiction. Verse 11 says, God spoke to Moses face to face. Verse 20 says, No man can see me or see my face and live. So, that is the question. How could Moses speak face to face with God if no man can see God's face and live? That's the question. Is that okay? So we want to look at this and see where we go from here. Uh, basically now I find out those two scriptures are the main thing that seems to have brought up this question. So, uh, let's start going through some scriptures before we begin to get into full interpretation of this particular verse. First of all, let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse number 11. Now, this is, this is when God was giving the law to Israel. The book of Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 11. Now, then you came near, Moses was speaking to Israel now. You came near and stood at the foot of the mountain, and the mountain born with the fire to the midst of heaven with darkness, cloud, and thick darkness. Verse 12. Verse 12 says, And the Lord spake, spoke to you out of the midst of the fire. You heard the sound of the words, but saw no form. You only heard a voice. Praise God. You saw no form. You only heard what? A voice. So the first thing that I would like you to get. Anyway, let's take another scripture here. Exodus twenty twenty-two. Exodus twenty verse twenty-two. And it says, And the Lord, Exodus twenty twenty-two, and the Lord said. Give me King James. If I want you to change, you change so that we don't read different things. And the Lord said unto Moses, Thou shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, You have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. <laughs> heaven is so close. I'll talk with you from heaven. Right? Verse 23. You shall not make with me gods of silver, neither shall you make unto you gods of gold. Amen? Now I want you to catch this and relate these two scriptures together. The, the chapter 4 the scripture says you had the sound of my voice or Moses was saying you have the sound of the voice of God but you saw no similitude that means you saw no form. So the first thing we want to establish is God have no form. 
Did you hear me? God have no form. That's what the scripture says. So if you have no form, then he doesn't have face like you have. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Are you following me? If you have no form, then you have no shape. That's what we mean now. That means he doesn't have the kind of faith that you have. Are you listening? John 4.24, what did the Bible say? In John 4.24, it said, God is spirit. And they that worship him are worshiping in spirit and what? And in truth. And I want you to put these scriptures together. First one said, you heard the sound of voice, but you saw no form. You saw no shape. Now, if God was to have shape like you do, the question is, who resembles God most in the world? Is it the Chinese? Or the Congolese? Or the Africans? Is God black or white? That's the point. You listening to me? Praise God. But you see, God takes any shape that He wants to take in a people. So, because His Spirit, He can enter a Chinese man. And then He speaks Chinese. And then when He enters an Urubu man, He speaks an Urubu. And He takes the shape of whichever form he wants to take through the individuals because they have no form. Are you listening? Yeah. So if we if we say God have no form, which is true, then he cannot have the kind of face that you have now. Therefore, to see the face of God cannot be like I'm looking at you or you're looking at me. Are you with me? Okay. In Second Corinthians three seventeen. Seventeen. Now the Lord is that Spirit. You see, the Spirit is Holy Spirit. It's capitulated. The Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Is that okay? The Lord is that Spirit. He didn't say the Lord is the Spirit. The Lord is that spirit describing something. You see what you see what 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 Peter said, this is that which this is that which is that okay? Making reference to something. So it was making reference to the prophecy of Joel, a part of his spirit upon our flesh the last days. So this is that. Okay? So now when you come and say the Lord is that spirit, what is that supposed to mean? What he says, the Lord is the Holy Spirit that came on the day of Pentecost. That Spirit. Is it making sense? Alright. So verse 18 says, But we all, with open face, beholding, as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even by the Spirit of 
of the Lord. So you behold the Lord through the Spirit. Anyway, we're going to make some progress along here. But I want you to catch this. John 4, 24. The Bible tells us God is Spirit. Simple definition. Is that okay? And then when you come to 2 Corinthians 3 now, 17, the Lord is that Spirit. You see in that? So we find that the Lord is Spirit. God is Spirit. Very simple. And so, to be talking about the form of God, it simply means God taking on a form. Otherwise, God have no form. Praise the Lord. So, let's look at something. In the first place, I, I got to say this. Moses was not the only one that saw God's face. And I want you to get that. I'll give you a few scriptures on this. We're we, we told Moses saw God face to face. Don't forget what we're looking at. If scripture says in Exodus 33, verse 20, no man can see my face and leave. Is that okay? So the question that follows is, how come, verse 11, Moses saw God face to face? And I, I'm trying to say, Moses was not the only one that saw God's face. But you see, by the time we go down in the study, you only discover one thing. When you see the face of God, you die. Anyone that sees God's face dies. <laughs> Is that all right? Anyway, we'll get there. Now turn with me to Genesis 32, verse 30. Let me just give some scriptures to prove that it's not only Moses who's seen the face of God. Genesis 32, verse 30. And Jacob called the name of... You remember when he wrestled with the angel, right? Very good. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Because the Lord says, no man can see God and live. But you see, Jacob was no longer Jacob after he had seen God face to face. He became Israel, so he died. Did you get that? No man can see God and live. So Jacob saw God and he died. He was just making his confession that was no longer him. Because he said, in the true sense, the twelve tribes that formed the kingdom of Israel was basically the sons of Israel, not sons of Jacob. Are you listening? He gave birth to them after his name had become Israel. So they are not the children of Jacob in the true sense. They are the children of Israel. The twelve sons are the sons of Israel. Is that okay? And you need to understand 
that when God called him Israel, he added his name to the other aspect of it, which has to do with Elohim. He added Elohim to that, he became Israel. That's part of God. Just like you have Ezekiel. Is that okay? I've always been explaining this to you. So we'll find people who are called Ezekiel, Elohim, right? Joel, that's from Elohim. Israel, from Elohim. And then you have people who call themselves Obediah, right? That's from Jehovah. Jeremiah, Elijah, Isaiah, that's from Jehovah. They took the name of God into the name. So when God changed Jacob to Israel, he added his name to his name, Lord, the name he gave to him. And then he had 12 sons who finally became the 12 tribes. Israel. So you call them the twelve tribe of Israel, not the twelve tribe of Jacob. And so, because he saw the face of God, Jacob died, Israel came up. No man can see God and leave. Are you with me? Okay. Now, you got the Deuteronomy. I just, I'm trying to give you some scriptures to prove some things to you that it was only Moses that saw the face of God. And um, at the end of the day, you also discover that you see the face of God in Christ. Praise God. You also see the face of God, but you see Him in Christ. Deuteronomy chapter 5 is number 1. Deuteronomy chapter 5 is number 1. Praise God. Bible says, And Moses called all Israel and said unto them, Hear, O Israel, Statutes and judgment which I speak in your ears this day, that ye may learn them and keep them. Verse 2. The Lord our God made a covenant with us in Horeb. Verse 3. The Lord made not this covenant with our fathers, but with us, even us who are all of us here alive today. Verse 4. The Lord talked with you face to face in the mount of the maze of what? Of the fire. The Lord talked with you face to face. Verse 5 says, I stood between the Lord and you at that time to show you the word of the Lord, for you were afraid by reason of the fire and went not up into the mount. Verse 24 of what I say there? Sorry, you can stop there. Praise the Lord. Are you there with me? Very good. So here we say, verse number five, as to between you and God. But verse four is the key point. So we find that Jacob saw God face to face when he wrestled with the angel. Is that okay? All right. And um, we also have seen here that when God gave the laws to Israel, the record says Israel saw God face to face. So, it shows that it's not only Moses that have seen God face to face. You following me? Praise the Lord. Are you there? You can turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 33 again. 
Okay, one minute. Uh, I think you can still, but let's just move on. I wanted us to read verse 24 of the same uh, Deuteronomy. But let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 4, look at verse 33. Chapter 4, verse 33. And it says, Did ever people hear the voice of God speaking out of the midst of the fire as thou hast heard and lived? Because when you see God face to face, you ought to die. Is that okay? And that's why Moses is asking this question. You saw God face to face and you lived. And so, let's look at another scripture anyway. That also shows that some other person saw God face to face as out of Israel. Book of Judges, chapter 6, verse 22. Judges, chapter 6, verse 22. The Bible says, And when Gideon perceived, remember Gideon had an encounter with an angel that came also. Is that okay? So we can see it's the angel, angel of the Lord. And when Gideon perceived that he was an angel of the Lord, Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for because I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face, the next thing he was going to think about is, I am going to die. Is that okay? Good. You see, following that same scripture of Exodus 33, verse number 20, no man can see God and leave. Okay. I, I just, Judges 13. Judges 13, verse 21. Let's look at that as well. This is Manoah and the wife, that is the parents of Samson. Is that okay? All right. The Bible says, But the angel of the Lord did no more appear to Manoah and to his wife. Then Manoah knew that he was an angel of the Lord. Then verse 22, and it says, Manoah said unto his wife, We shall surely die, because we have seen God. <laughs> Amen? Are you there with me? We shall surely die, because we have seen God. Because the understanding is, anybody that sees God must do what? Must die. Well, it's true. Like I said before, you can't see God and leave. That is the basic truth. But I'm going to explain how it works. But the point is, there is no man that truly sees God and leaves. Anyone that sees God must die. You die to your Adamic life. You die to your old nature. A new man rises. Praise the Lord. Okay. Just look at something here in relation to the faith. Second John chapter 1 verse 12. Second John chapter 1 verse 12. John writing and said, Having many things to write unto you, I will not write with pen or paper and ring, but I trust to come unto you and speak face to face that a joy might be full. So the question is, what does it mean for Moses to see God face to face? This scripture reminds me of so many things when I was not yet, when the Lord have not really called me to himself. I'm not talking of being a pastor. When I've not known the Lord, I used to read this particular scripture to anybody that comes to preach to me. And I always say the Bible is not complete. Because there are some things that are not written in the Bible because John says it's not going to write pen and ink. <laughs> so there are other things that are hidden which 
Christian world doesn't know about, which the mystic world knows about. And we're just using all of those things to, to talk. But the truth is this. Even if there are other books, this one that you have, they are more than enough for you to know God. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Genesis to Revelation is more than enough. You don't need anything else. I don't know if I get what I'm talking about. You don't need anything else. Genesis to Revelation is more than enough for you to know God. So, all those arguments we used to put up, the book is not complete, there are other books, there are apocryphas, it doesn't even make you know anything. Praise God. These books are more than enough. More than enough. You can't even finish reading them with all our laziness. You know, then you want to add other ones. So how are you going to cross? Praise God. Okay. We're back again to Exodus 33 verse 11. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. And he turned again to the camp of his servant Joshua, the son of Nom. The young man divided and ordered of the temple. The Lord spake unto Moses face to face. Now, when you look at this scripture, it is self-evident that there was no personal appearance of God here. There was nothing physical. We are only told he spoke. We are not told a human being appeared that has eyes. Huh? Very good. You see, when he was telling them, don't make any similitude of an image like unto me. What he was trying to say is, you didn't see any shape. So don't go and make an image and say, this is the way God looks like. You understand that? So there was no physical thing that he saw, or Moses saw. Nothing. That's why he won't, in Exodus 20 in particular, don't make any similitude of anything. Because you've heard voice, but you saw nothing. So don't go and make only two images and say, the God we saw in the mountain is like this. Because you saw nothing. So therefore the faith cannot be anything of a structure. Are you with me? Praise God. We can conclude our saw here that the communication made by God to Moses, we are not even by visions, um, some spiritual feelings, whatever, not by dreams, it was not by inward inspiration, no, or the mediation of angels as well, no. We, don't, we didn't even see anything like that. God spoke to Moses. It was an audible voice. It was not by vision, it was not by dream, it was not by, you know, inward witness, you know, something is just ministering my spirit. No, 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 no. It was a clear voice, loud voice that anybody can hear. Praise God. I remember having an experience sometime and reading some of those books, Lumsome Rampart, The Unfortune, you know, and when finally the Lord called me to Himself and we're having a program, this night program I was invited to, and I was sitting with the pastor. He asked me to come sit with him, so I was sitting with the pastor on the night. And right there, as we were sitting, I had a voice, loud and clear. If you want me to use you, 
Go and burn those books on your shelf. Loud voice, I saw nobody. The voice just came. I saw no one. God spoke. I can tell you I saw God face to face, but I didn't see an image. Are you following what I'm saying? Very clear. I went back home the next day, got all my books from the shelf, set fire on them. I was feeling pain when I was doing that because they were very precious to me. And uh, if you are reading mystical books, maybe you feel you are on top of the wall. They give you some, you know, state of euphoria, if I may use the word, that looks like somebody who is smoking because you think you are very powerful. Is that okay? Yeah, but the real power is in God. That's the difference. The real power is in God. So when God said, if you want me to use you, go burn those books. Next day, I just went pack up those books and I burned them. Okay, so, here we go. The language is therefore, what are we seeing here? We're seeing a relationship, the familiarity and the confidence with which God spoke and treated Moses. That's what we're dealing with. You see, somebody who is your friend, there is a way you communicate with that person. You understand that? Very good. There's a way you communicate with that individual, somebody who is your friend. It's different from somebody who is, you know, you are not too close. This one is already describing personal relationship that must be hard. Praise the Lord. It was a language you can understand. It was a language you can relate with and relate to. Amen? Okay, I'll give you an example from the New Testament. How that God can speak to you in an audible voice, but you may not see an image. Because God can only take a form if He wants to take a form in your life. Is that okay? Acts chapter 9. Let's look at verse 3. Acts chapter 9, verse 3. The Bible says, And as he journeyed, now talking about Apostle Paul when he was Saul. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus. A suddenly they shall run about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And verse 6 says, and he trembling on a son, he said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and I go into the city, and it shall be told thee what you must do. Verse 7. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no man. Did you get that? Now verse 8 says, And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. But he led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. 
Are you done with me? He had an encounter with Jesus. Now, you see, I think in the book of, is it 1 Corinthians 15? Let's, verse 1. Let me see if that is what I need. Or, let me see if that's what I need. Put it on the board. 1 Corinthians 15. No, that's not what I want. Uh, but then, give me chapter 5. Let me see if that's exactly what I, I'm not too sure. Too well now. Um, no, no, no. That's not it. Maybe Second Corinthians. But this is what he was saying. Have I not seen Jesus? Am I not an apostle? Is that okay? So, when Paul was saying that, you see, there was never a time Paul had a personal encounter with Jesus Christ. He wasn't referring to when he was walking the land and walking around Palestine or something like that. That's not what he was referring to. Praise the Lord. But when he said, have I not seen Jesus? Am I not an apostle? He was dealing with this encounter on the road to Damascus. Is that okay? Did you find it? Come again. First Corinthians 9 1. Okay, fine, that's all right. You can put it on the board there. 9 1. Very good. Am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ, our Lord? I'm not here in my work in the Lord. Now, the point I want you to see is, have I not seen Jesus Christ, our Lord? And you see what he said? Lord, who are thou, Lord? Did you get that? Good. But the account we just read said, even when he stood up, he saw no man. But he's saying, I have seen him. Is anybody following this? Good. Now that brings you to what we are talking about. A closer walk with God. When you come to the place where you are like the friend of God, he can talk to you, he can communicate with you, you can hear him audibly. You don't need, I'm, not, I'm not talking about you dreaming. Then you can be tempted to have seen God face to face. Is that correct? And like I said before, anytime you see God, you must die. Hmm? Because by the time we progress on this, I'll come to the place where you realize that this is an example. Here was Paul, he saw Christ, and he became Paul. Saul died, Paul rose. You see what I'm talking about there? Anytime you see him, you die. Praise the Lord. So, we find out the Lord spoke to Moses face to face. As a man speaking of his friend, it's just relationship, which intimate not only that God revealed Himself to Moses with greater clearness than any other of the prophets, but also with greater expression of particular kindness, mercy, 
and love than any other prophet. He spoke not as a prince to his subject, but as a man to his friend, whom he loves, whom he shares fellowship with, and with whom he can just have some sweet discussions. So it's like relationship of a husband and wife. Close ties. Is that okay? Right. He wasn't talking to Moses like, this is my subject, or this is my servant, you know, distant from me. They had a close walk. He had a close walk with God. That's just what we're talking about. Very firm, close relationship. That's what he had with God. That's what it means, speaking to God, face to face. Amen? I'll show you something. Numbers chapter 12. We've got some 15 minutes more. Numbers 12 verse 5. Numbers 12 verse 5. And the Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud and stood at the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam. And the boat came forth. And he said, Hear now my words. Now, the background to this is when Aaron and Miriam began to kill Moses because Moses married not from Israel. And they were saying, how can you do that? Are you the only prophet? Are you the only one hearing from God? Praise the Lord. And God now said, well, I'm going to do something the next day. You, Miriam, because remember, Miriam actually was the, the auntie <laughs> to Moses. When he was to be drowned in the river, Miriam was all possibly responsible in rescuing him as the case may be. And she was a prophetess, and Aaron was a Levite, you see. So for them, they hold very great responsibility as far as the whole family is concerned. So what are we talking about? Miriam is a prophetess, she can hear God. Aaron is a Levite, a minister before the Lord. You are just a prophet like me. And so why will you do that? Is that okay? Are you listening to me? And so God wants to try to tell them, look, I have a relationship with Moses that I don't have with you. Even though you are a prophetess, even though you are a Levite. You are a priest. High priest. Whatever it is that you call yourself. I made you. But my relationship with Moses is completely different from your own relationship. Are you there with me? So now we read. And the Bible says, And the Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud, and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam, and they both came forth. Now, but I like this. God called Miriam and Aaron. How was he calling them? Oh, praise God. That itself is a good one. No, you worship God to the point where you know when God is calling you. It's interesting. Huh? So it's like Miriam and Moses sitting down somewhere. I mean, uh, Aaron and all of a sudden, the God of the God is calling me. So what do you mean? The God said I should go to the tabernacle. And you know exactly where to go to. But that's a realm of worship. How do you see that? Praise the Lord. We must, we must move into God. We must, we must, as much as possible, get closer to God. You know, not just sitting down and loafing around and maybe waiting until you dream. They were not dreaming. Just say, come, come, come. I mean, they had the voice wherever, wherever they were doing. Come. And they would tell the people, the Lord said, I should go to the tabernacle. 
men, that's a realm of life. Hmm? Talking of, I'm talking about the creator of the universe. You come to a place in your life where you can hear him. Oh my God. This is so interesting for me. And that's why you can hear God sometimes. Maybe you want to travel and say, Hey, David, don't travel today. And somebody says, You're traveling again. Say, No, God told me I mustn't travel today. Praise God. Man, that's the life that is enviable. Hmm? I'm not talking of the one you have to go pray first. I'm saying you're sitting there, maybe you're eating, and the Lord just tells you, stop eating. And come to the door, let me show you something outside. Hallelujah. I'm not talking of sleeping and dreaming. I'm waiting for one prophet to come say, don't hear the Lord. I'm not talking about that one. As good as that may be. Is that okay? Dressing up, going to work, and you just hear the voice, and the Lord said, don't go. Stay home today. Is that okay? And then you take the phone call to the office. I may not be able to come to the office today. For a reason best known to me. And your boss have nothing to say because God said don't go. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. I just enjoy this. I would like to read it again. And the Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam. And the boat came forth, and he said, Hear now, my words, if there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him. How is he going to make himself known unto him? In a vision, and I'll speak unto him in a dream. He does a prophet. And I tell you that some of you who really have dreams, the grace of dreaming, you are prophets. But you don't know. Are you there with me? This is vitally so important for you to understand that if you are a dreamer, genuine dreams from God, you are a prophet. It's not just the man that says, Thus hear the Lord. This is simple definition for you to understand that some of you have prophetic graces, but you don't know because you feel you're not seeing vision. He says, I will make myself known to him in a vision, and we speak unto him what? In a dream. Praise the Lord. So you can be prophets without knowing that you are prophets. Do you dream sometimes? Position yourself so that you can truly dream and see things that ordinarily. You have not seen. Is that okay? God can direct you your dream. God can give you revelation about where to go. At my early times as a believer, my walk with that, with God in dreams and in vision. Clear dreams. And I'll be telling you people here sometime. Praise the Lord. It is so vitally important. That makes you a prophet. I want to emphasize this for you to understand. It is so real that if God starts giving you dreams about your life, about your future, you can know you don't need to wait for any man to come give you dossier the Lord or see visions for you. But God can speak to you. And that makes you a prophet. 
Praise God. So verse 7 says, My servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all my house. Faithful in all my house relating to the church, right? Verse 8. With him I speak mouth to mouth, not face to face. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Even apparently and not in dark speeches, and the similitude of the Lord shall be behold. Wherefore then were ye not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? In other words, I don't use parables. That's what it means, mouth to mouth. If I say fire, I mean fire. With Moses, mouth to mouth. I don't use parables. I don't use dreams. I don't use visions that need to be interpreted. I just give it to him raw. Mouth to mouth. Praise the Lord. You following what I'm saying here? But I can assure you that some of you can come up to this level. Amen? Praise the living God. You see, the problem, the problem with us is this. Let me digress a little bit. The problem with us is this. We are not yet able to awaken our spirit man to the point. Let me, let me tell you something. There are some dreams you have, which you think they are dreams. They are not really dreams. They are just a recovery of your past memory, of your past life, of who you used to be, of what God has even told you before now. I don't know if you understand me. You call them dreams, but they are not really dreams. They are recapping. They are just, you know, a playback. It's like a rewinding of the information that are already in your spirit. And you call them dreams. Because there's a storage in your subconscious mind of some of the things. It's like what you call a template of who you are. You carry that in your subconscious mind. And sometimes when there is an opening for those things to begin to come up, you think you're dreaming, but you're not really dreaming. God is just opening your real you to you. Like he would say, show the house to the house. Amen? And some of you need to understand as well, in the book of Job, when Job asked a question, God asked Job the question, where were you when I laid the foundation of the world? I don't know if you remember. When the sons of God gathered together, when they sang for joy and for glory, where were you? What was that supposed to mean? It's like saying, Job, have you forgotten so soon that you were even there when we laid the foundation of the world? You speaking like you have no understanding. Is that okay? Praise God. So here God is saying, I don't speak in, in dark species. I don't use parables. I don't use illustrations. When I talk to Moses, if I say river is river. We don't need any interpretation. I give, him, I give it to him raw, mouth to mouth. I'm saying there's a level we can get into in God. Hallelujah. Wow. Okay. 
Maybe we'll take this last scripture for today. Deuteronomy 34 verse 9. 34 verse 9. And Joshua the son of Noah was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hand upon him. And the children of Israel hearkened unto him, and did as the Lord commanded Moses. You know, I enjoy this scripture so much as well. Because hands were laid on him, Israel obeyed him. Praise God. He was respected and honored because Moses laid hands on him. That is very important. Very, very crucial. Okay, verse 10. And there arose not a prophet since in Israel like unto Moses, whom the Lord knew what? Face to face. None. None. <laughs> Glory to God. And in all the signs and the wonders which the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh, and to all his servants, and to all of the land. Praise the Lord. There arose not a prophet like unto Moses. In other words, among the previous prophets, none was found to be so important, respect, nor highly privileged as Moses was in relation to God. Most of them, they were getting visions, they were getting revelations. God will show Jeremiah. What do you see? I see a sycamore tree. It's okay. You see well. How you got what I'm talking about? But for Moses, no, 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 no. Huh? What do you see, Jeremiah? I'm seeing an armor tree. Mm-hmm. What again did you see? I see a basket, a flying basket. I see some freyers trying to... You understand that? Visions and visions and pictures. But for Moses, no. The relationship was so close. So personal, so friendly, that things were just plain when God talks to Moses. So that's a different relationship entirely from just any other one. You know, sometimes when the Lord begins to speak to me with all these visions, I mean, pictures sometimes, it gives you headache. It gives you headache. I was praying for somebody yesterday. As a matter of fact, I was just praying in the morning when I saw this guy. I find that he was supposed to be paddling, but instead of paddling, rolling, he was holding his paddle. That shows stagnation. It's not moving forward. But yet he has what it takes to do what? To move forward. It's not in this church. I have to reach him online. That is what the Lord is showing me about you. You know? But you see, I have to interpret that. Though the Spirit will help me to interpret it. But if it were to be Moses, you just tell him, tell this man he's stagnated. Period. <laughs> is that okay? I mean, so you see, we need to grow. We need to move on. He's saying, as far as Israel was concerned, nobody had the privilege that Moses had in terms of speaking. God speaking to him. And hearing God. Even sometimes when we prophesy, in terms of maybe giving the word of prophecy and all that, you see, find out it's still very symbolic. It still needs interpretation. Sometimes you give prophecy to people, you are struggling to find the answer to what you've just spoken. People are looking for answer for what you've just spoken. I mean, 
That means they are still in dark shades. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? So, it's so important that in all respects, we are so highly privileged and placed. Moses was with God. With him, God spoke face to face. God spoke face to face. He admitted him to the closest familiarity and relationship. The greatest friendship that you can ever imagine. This word Moses had with God. Is that okay? And you see, when you read the scripture of the Bible and it says, Moses was speaking to Israel, and he said, Prophet like unto me shall the Lord your God raise up unto you. Is that okay? So who was he referring to? Jesus Christ. So you come to the place where we find that Jesus was also having the same relationship, because the Bible says, No man has seen God, except he who is the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. That means he has seen him. And now what happens? When Jesus sees God, and then you see Jesus, what happens? You see God in the face of who? Of Jesus. And anytime you see God in the face of Jesus, what happens to you? You die. So we're going to have funeral service for next week. Praise God. 